Right. Let's turn to the final part of today's one, two, three show, and uh, that's time for a bit of trash talk. This week, eco warrior Dana Winograd is back on Trash Talk to speak to Marcy Trent Long and to tell us how she's been helping people in her community to recycle more easily. Hey, Trash Talk listeners, making recycling convenient in Hong Kong is a number one priority to get our recycling rates up higher. EPD has done a great job with their new community green stations, but there are some of us who don't live within walking distance to one and are forced to either schlep our recyclers to get a workout in or worse, use carbon emitting transport that takes us to the recycling center. Well, our guest today, Dana Winograd, has come up with some solutions. She has been spearheading plastic-free seas here in Hong Kong for almost a decade, has been named Top Hong Kong Eco-Warrior by numerous media outlets, and most important, Plastic-Free Seas is our partner for Trash Talk. So welcome to the show again, Dana Winograd. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) So you're always up to your community, you know, do good, which is so awesome. And this time it's about the Community Recycling Day that's monthly in Discovery Bay. And a few things that I know you've learned about that. So why don't you tell us about it and what it's become? Excellent. Well, we've been doing this now for almost two years, about 21 months. And it started out just as a collection for liquid cartons, so your Tetra Packs, and for polystyrene and other polyfoam items. Because we knew a lot of this was into our rubbish bins and there was nowhere really for us to to be able to handle it. So we started a monthly collection in Discovery Bay and it grew from like nothing, you know, from a a couple hundred, if that pieces, to our max was about 10,000 liquid cartons in one month. We also, pre-COVID, had the schools involved where we had them doing their, so we did a community collection down in the plaza and the schools did their own collections that fed into ours and then the one truck came in and took it all out. With the polyfoam and the polystyrene, we we just did that in our plaza. But we graduated on to other hard-to-recycle items like small items like your bottle caps and contact lens packaging and coffee cup lids. Because if you put that coffee cup lid or, or cold drink lid, plastic lid, into the recycling bin, it's probably not going to get recycled. So we were collecting Wait, these items. Wait, let's go items. back to that. Why and why not? I mean, if I've, as long as I've washed it and it's got the right number on it, why not? In your kind of public recycling bins, anything that's too small has a chance of getting lost. It, it can leak out of the system. And whether that happens into the environment or whether that happens just even at the recycling facility where it, it just doesn't get collected, it goes right off the end of the conveyor belt because it's too small. So really small things are, are, are a problem. So you need to take them somewhere. And we were that somewhere um, every month. But I'm very excited to say that we got a community green station in Tung Chung a few months ago and we finally managed to get them to set up a pop-up spot in Discovery Bay. So now not only do they collect weekly everything that we have been collecting, but all the other things. So your waste electronics and all your other plastics, 
um, that may or may not be getting recycled because, you know, when you put a lot of mixed plastic into a recycling bin, the chances of everything getting properly handled are not so high. Whereas if you separate it out like they do at the community stations and stores into the different types, it's going to have a really good chance of getting recycled. Huh. And so we have to remind the listeners that you're in Discovery Bay, right? Yes. But the community green station closest to Discovery Bay is all the way in Tungchung. And in that case, that's like a half an hour drive or something, right? Yes. And it's not even so we did have people who were going there. They were really keen they wanted to do it but you have to take a bus to the to uh, the center and then you have to get another bus to where the community station is so by bringing it right into discovery bay we have so much more impact so many more people are are coming down right and it makes complete sense too to have a, a green station have this little satellite operation because i, I know i don't we don't live within walking distance to a community green station, right? So then what do you, do you think that this could happen throughout Hong Kong then? Well, now that we've done this, I realize this is a great opportunity for so many other residential areas to do. So they could contact their closest station or store in their area. You can go on the the government's website. It's really easy to find. And just give them a call or send them an email and ask them, you know, what do we have to do to get you to come in once a week for a few hours to collect our uh, recycling? Okay, in an, it, let's say if you're in a neighborhood or maybe even a large estate, right? If you're in a large housing estate, that should provide enough materials for a community green station to come by. I think so. Hmm. Yes. And weekends, obviously, the best? Or? Well, we, we're actually doing it on Tuesdays. Now, there are a lot of people who are complaining about that because everybody wants it in a certain location and on a certain day. But, you know, they can only do so many weekends. So, yes, weekends are ideal, but I think you'll make it work whatever okay, day take you can whatever get. day you can get. absolutely okay and then um if people are having a tough time and the community green stations aren't responding who do they talk to yeah they can give me a call <laughs> i seem to manage <laughs> yeah. they can reach out at the plastic free seas website and pfs will step in for you guys yes that's what they do yes we want to help you to be able to um, do the best you can. But I do want to mention, this is for recycling. And the beauty of our monthly collection was that we didn't only do recycling. We did uh, reduce and rethink strategies. So we set up a table and we taught people about how they could think about reducing instead of only recycling. Because of course, recycling is not the answer. You know that, I know that, I'm sure all of our listeners know that. Of so, course, all our listeners know that, right? So. You know, we recycle what we have to, that we what we can't reduce, but there are so many ways to reduce, and people are eager to learn. So that's the beauty of having a really a community involvement is that you can give a little added something to these type of uh, projects. Yeah. Now, did the community green station also help you with that uh, reuse and rethink table, or you just manned it? No, this is our seas? own at our monthly recycling, and we're going to talk to them slowly, slowly, and see if we can't add a little something to what they're already doing. But yeah, because of they COVID, have... they're because of COVID, they're still a bit limited on their outreach, so we're not going to push it for now. But for now, we're going to continue on with our own thing every month, um, doing our education as well. But in the future, I'd love to see, you know, some of our volunteers going down 
and helping out. Yeah, because they the community green stations do have an education element, but I didn't realize that during COVID, of course, they're not able to do it, right? Yeah, it's less mm. so, but they do an amazing job. A shout out to all the guys doing out. the outreach um, from the green station in Tung Chung. They are knowledgeable, they are friendly, they're approachable, and they're doing a great job. Yeah, and it's a beautiful community green station. Like when you drive by yes. it, it's gorgeous. Yeah, all of them are actually yeah. quite, quite nice. All right, so now on to bigger and other things yeah. with plastic-free seas, right? Because we know you don't, you don't just do that. And you've got a new initiative, uh, it seems, with the Hong Kong-based ClearBot um, to help them build the world's first fully open-sourced artificial intelligence model and data set for trash plastic detection. So tell us about that project and kind of how you're involved and we could get involved in the citizen science for that. Absolutely. This um, ClearBot has created these mini kind of floating robots that collect trash, basically. But they don't want to just collect trash. They want to be able to identify the trash as well. So while they're on their side, they're building this robot and making it better and better. Next month, they're coming out with a new version even. We want to help them with their AI side of things because they it's not so easy to teach these AI robots how to identify rubbish. They need actually about two to 3,000 pictures of every single item. So, you know, straws, bottles, packaging, everything in order to teach with a high percentage of accuracy so we need to help them gather pictures and that's perfect for us because that is citizen science that's a way for us to be able to engage with the public with a different uh, with different people people that we might not have engaged with before so people who like to take photographs people who are interested in AI people who might not have ever really thought about the problem of plastic but we're engaging them in a way where we can also get them to, to learn more about the problem so we need people to go down to the beach and take pictures of um, rubbish that's washed in and we have it all on our website how you should take the pictures and where you need to upload them but it's as simple as taking pictures and hopefully you'll pick up the rubbish as well <laughs> you know just don't take pictures but getting those pictures taken and then there's a second part to the project as well and that's identifying the rubbish so the first job is to actually take the pictures and then at another time you can log on to a different site um, and and identify what that rubbish is and then once those that has happened then we start to be able to teach this a these this ai uh system how to identify the rubbish so we need a lot of people who can help do this and we have had a lot of people people are taking pictures sending them in they're really getting involved so it's exciting and they're they're doing something that's going to help because as you said it's it's open source so this is not only going to be useful for here in hong kong this technology is going to be available globally for anybody who wants to set up any kind of program to identify rubbish. So hopefully we won't have to be ticking off boxes of what we see anymore to do a data collection. We can actually take pictures or take a video and a machine can do it for us. No. Yes. <laughs> no, that's wonderful news. And ClearBot is Hong Kong based, right? Yes. They were HKU students who came up with this technology originally. And it's an autonomous robot that will go around what you currently have to direct it, I think, but it will go around picking up rubbish or and taking pictures well, and it's, doing analysis. It's so, no, it doesn't take the pictures. It collects the rubbish. And right, it is remote controlled 
um, at the moment. So who knows what it's going to be like in the, in the future. But for now, it's remote controlled, but they have found it very, very useful. Yeah, no, I think it's exciting, and it's exciting that it's Hong Kong-based as well. And then back to your point that this is kind of a, a global issue, Trash Talk listeners, that whether it's satellites, whether it's clear bots, you know, if we don't grab the plastic before it falls down and becomes microplastic, it's very difficult to clean up. Yes, so right. we and this is enabling the the rubbish to be collected out on the water so that we don't have to wait for it to come up on the beach as well. So that's that's a bonus. Yep, saving up saving those beach cleanups. Yeah, and identifying <laughs> it as it collects it. So perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, great, Dana. Thank you so much for all your community work, Eco Warrior, and we can't wait to have you back on the show again. Yeah, thank you for your support. Really appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Trash Talk listeners, don't forget to hit the Plastic Free Seas website if you want to volunteer for the Clear Bot Citizen Science Project of taking photos of trash and uploading them. And also, if you are going to reach out and try to have a community recycling day, which we hope you do in your neighborhood, uh, Plastic Free Seas is happy to help you coordinate that if you need it. Yeah, thank you. And I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dana. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to Marcy Trentlong for this week's Trash Talk. And she was speaking to Dana Winograd, eco-warrior from the Plastic Free Seas, to talk about how she's been helping people in her community to recycle more easily. Two more songs before I leave you at 3 o'clock.